Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Quantum Leap, the podcast that explores how we achieve new heights in leadership, business, and in life. I'm here with the Quantum Leap catalyst, Terry Ostroviak. Terry, always good to be with you. Welcome back. I'm thrilled to be with you, David. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, last week, it was fascinating. Folks, if you didn't listen to Episode 7, uh, you do want to check it out. And uh, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes as well uh, or listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. We're very excited about the series, right? So today, if I've got it right, Terry, uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh, empathy, sympathy, and related subjects. Uh, that you've been thinking about through the week. That's what struck me this week as being vital. And uh, I, I, I just realized, in fact, it struck me that very few people, although they've heard the word empathy, know what empathy is as, com- as compared with the word sympathy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 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 it struck me many years ago before I even got into the business that I'm, I'm in. I was reading a sort of condensed version of a book that had pieces from the Reader's Digest. Most people today have forgotten that there was a publication that was world-renowned called the Reader's Digest. And in that, there was a piece that came out that really struck me between the eyes. And I said, that's something that I've got to, I've got to master and get a better understanding of. And the article was about the word empathy. And so... The the story starts with a father one day asking his son to eat his breakfast. And this kid sort of folded his arms and refused to eat. Mm -hmm. And he said, eat your breakfast. And the kid said, no. And so he realized that he was going to get into a a real confrontation with the kid. And in a moment or in a flash of inspiration, he said to the kid, let's call him Chad for a moment. He said, Chad come and sit here and sit in my seat for a moment and I'll be Chad. So the little boy got up and they swapped seats. <laughs> I love that. We never do that as parents in real life. Very rarely. Anyway, please. Well, just, just think about yeah. the thinking process in, yeah. in, a, in a moment of truth, you can call it right. where, uh, you know, you're, you're <laughs> under the spotlight and all of a sudden you change the scenario rather than react, which is what we normally do. There's another word that people very often confuse the word to respond or to react. When we react, re meaning again, Mm -hmm. and act, we acting again. In other words, we're being controlled by the other person. The other person becomes the cause. We become the effect. When we respond, we are actually managing ourselves, and we have more control over ourselves when we respond, and we're more spontaneous, and we're more in the moment. That's what the difference is. So he puts Chad in his seat. And Chad sort of looks up very sternly at, at the father sitting on the other side, and he says, eat your food, just like his dad did. And the father, <laughs> no. <laughs> Love it. And he says, eat your food. And he says, no. So the little boy, Chad, gets up. He picks up the, the plate, 
and he takes the food and he dumps it in the garbage can. Wow. And the father says, now you understand my frustration. (laughs) (laughs) And that changed the scenario completely. Wow. So when we talk about what is that, I would say what we're just listening to now, what we're picturing in our minds is pure empathy. Now here, empathy actually is a kind of created word much, much newer than the word sympathy. Sympathy comes from, uh, from the sympathetic nerves in the body, which is, I feel what you feel. And so when we say to somebody, uh, I'm sympathetic, we often say I'm empathetic, but they're actually being sympathetic because they feel exactly what the other person feels. When we're empathetic, we're using a psychological term that psychologists use, which means, in essence, putting ourselves in the other person's shoes and recognizing what they're feeling, but I do not feel the way you feel. We're not, we're not using the sympathetic nerves. We're actually listening actively, very carefully, to what's going on with the other person. So this is how we express it. Here's the example that makes the difference. Okay. We have somebody near to us that is in a in a state of uh, fear or or, 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 or or in a state of sorrow. Let's say somebody has just lost somebody, and a feel and that person is feeling very down at that at that moment. And we go to them and say, "Oh, shame! I'm so sorry for you. I feel exactly what's going on with you." And we sit there and we start to cry together. I'm exaggerating it a little bit just to make the point. Then we're being sympathetic because I'm feeling the same thing you feel and I'm on exactly the same level. But if I want to be empathetic, which is a higher form of leadership than being sympathetic, it simply says, and genuinely saying this now, I understand how you feel. I can see how much that is affecting you. I can see that it's making you very, very sad at this moment. Let's get dressed now and let's just put on our best clothes and let's go in our, out and have a cup of coffee together. And so we pull the other person out of the situation that they're in and we change the state of mind at that moment. Now, in, in essence, good leaders, good psychologists and good uh, managers in businesses have the ability to be able to do that. But we have to express something that says, I really get who you are. I don't feel the sadness that you feel because I didn't go through the experience like you went through it. But I can see how much it affects you. And I feel very, very sad for you that you feel that way. Now, let's move on from that and let's see a way in which we can change that state of mind for Mm -hmm. a moment. Mm -hmm. But that's the distinction. So when we're out, let's talk about this now in relation to quantum leap thinking. Quantum leap thinking, meaning leaping forward to an unknown uh, opportunity that has come up, gives us a chance to literally get into an unknown area and to have the courage to follow that through. But in order to do that, I would say that just about all the time, or 99% of the time, we need the cooperation of other people around us. So if we are not working on developing our relationships, our connectedness with people, 
on a very, very high level, then the chances of us making quantum leap, leaps in our lives are slim. Because in order to do things, we need the assistance of other people around us. Mm. And it's an adult-to-adult -adult process. It's not a parent talking to a child that we're, we're talking about right now. And so it comes through being genuinely empathetic. So um, the way that I describe it is the way that I, that I see it. That's my observer-based reality. I don't know what the textbooks say. I read quite a bit on it, and I see that there's a, there's a bit of confusion on that. We throw around the word empathetic very casually at times without really grasping what it means. But to me, this is what it means. It means I know how you feel. I am very much tuned in to where you are at the moment, and I really want to help you. So let's move on to something that's going to be most helpful for you. And then we would go into some kind of procedure after that, which we won't go into today. Maybe at some later time we could, we could even explore. Being empathetic means that it's a very, very high level of, of functioning that is required for us to make quantum leaps in our, in, in a success in our lives, but also in our relationships with people that make the difference. Well, what's striking uh, is the realization, I mean, we know we need others in order to move our lives forward in business and in life itself. So the idea that, that we could suddenly be much more tuned in and present for others, get out of well, our own head and, and really experience this you know, quantum leap in empathy, if you will, is um, fairly transformational. I mean, just sitting with that idea for a moment. Go ahead. Yes. I was going to say something. Yes, I was going to say something. When I started coaching more than I was doing training, I realized that I had become very good at what I did. Hmm. For instance, in my business, I realized that I had become uh, very skilled through practice again and again and again and sitting in. Uh, in other people's sessions, and even when I traveled to the United States from South Africa or went to Europe, I would always sit in on other people's uh, training sessions to see how they operated and made a point of saying to myself, what can I learn from this experience? Not being there to judge it, what anybody was, else was doing, but saying, what little nugget that can I pick up today that I could utilize effectively when I get back to my own environment? And then I started to realize that I'd become so good at what I was doing that a lot of people were in awe of the skill that I was using. And I say this as modestly as I can because I put enough work and efforts uh, and trial and error into it to make it good. Whereas when I was working with young, new, inexperienced people, obviously they said, well, I'd like to be able to do those things myself. But you know what ended up happening? was that I surrounded myself with a lot of people that would sort of look at me, I could see it happening, with a sense of awe and wonder and saying, I could never do what Terry's doing. And, of course, for the ego, that's wonderful. Right. Because I, here I was, I was the shining light. In a, in a sense, I had become the guru. And the last thing that I wanted to do was to be the guru, standing there and doing the work, because all that happened was I was Superman at work. Yeah. And people were just watching me work. 
So they'd come with me on calls that I made, for instance, and they would they would watch me work. Whereas, in fact, what should be happening at that point, there should be give and take there, obviously, mm-hmm. but I should have been coaching them to be taking those that role and running through it and working through it. And I should have been watching and encouraging and, and, uh, and, and applauding them for what they were doing. So I made that switch in my mentality one day mm-hmm. as a result of a coach that came out to talk with me. His name was Bill Gassner. G-A-S-N-E-R. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's not alive anymore, but he was in my, he was based in Miami Beach, Key Biscayne, actually. Mm-hmm. Dear, dear friend who had a huge impact on me. And he was the one who started me off on, on writing plans and, and developing my business. And he said to me one day, Terry, you need to get your people involved and engaged in what you're doing. And it was only at that point that I started to really become successful in what I was doing. So, I started to realize that writing the plans and being Superman with everybody watching me was not going to help me to achieve what I wanted to do. I needed to engage other people. How does this fit in today? It fits in with small business people who become so good at running their businesses that they never learn to delegate effectively. And managers that are very good at what they do, exactly the same. They never learn to delegate effectively. And so we use the word delegation. Oh, that's easy. I'm not talking about abdicating my my role. And I'm not talking about just handing it over to somebody and watching them screw it up, if I can be as blunt as that. I'm talking about really genuinely working with them, step by step, coaching them through the process. So the need for empathy in that situation is huge. And so that's a skill that we need to develop the ability to actively listen, to put ourselves in the other person's shoes and know exactly what they're going through at that moment and to remove ourselves from the picture. No ego. Yeah. And to that breakthrough, Terry, what is it do you think, and this is, I don't mean this in the ego way, is it the active listening that really is the key for you that is the thing that people would, when they saw you working in awe, was that the thing that, that was at work there, your, your capacity to listen more intently than they could? Well, obviously, in our lives, we become good at doing something that we've practiced again and again and again. And they say to themselves, I wish I could be like that. And in fact, that's an impossibility. What they have to be the, is the very best that they are capable of being. In other words, I suddenly recognized that I had an obligation to take the emphasis and the focus of me and put it on them. So that deep listening with a sense of love and caring for other people became much more important than what I call looking good. By the way, I and for the benefit of those listening, because I work with Terry as his client in the Quantum Leap process, uh, I do feel all of those things from you very actively. As we're reviewing the 12-month operating plan, as we're reviewing the uh, MAPP, the monthly plan, action plan, and uh, also, of course, the function results description document and everything that goes around discussing the content of those, you are hyper empathetic because of this ability, this capacity to jump sort of out of the way, but be extremely actively listening and and participating. It's, It's what you do. It's it's incumbent upon me. It's a necessity. It's an absolute. It's not a choice. I have to make you the hero of the piece and get out of the way. So 
if I were a consultant, I would just do it for you. Say, give it to me. I'll write the plans for you. I'll show you how to do it. And then I would still be the hero. And you just simply be a hanger-on, second-class passenger, <laughs> and the train would be going my way, not your way. Well, that's an interesting distinction you make. I mean, I have one client that I'm doing some consulting around capital formation for, and uh, they're at a point where they need to, uh, a presentation needs to be created by someone. And what I've, I've it's funny how I'm applying, I'm finding myself applying the work we're doing. Of course, this is the natural idea to those who I am consulting with. And I'm sort of at a precipice now, a fork in the road where I'm going to say, well, look, do you want me to do this or do you want me to guide you doing it? And um, in this particular stop, case, I stop you for a moment. This sure. is not just a conversation right now. Right. This is a real breakthrough in the thinking that you that you're going through. Because if you really learn how to do this at this moment, this is going to change your whole working ethic. Because you're very good at doing these things. And people are in awe of you and the way that you do your interviews and the way that you function. And so if you can show this client of yours how to do it by getting him to do it and make him the hero of the piece, then you're achieving the objective. And that releases you of all the mundane stuff that you would automatically take on because it makes you feel good. Right. It has nothing to do with feeling good. It has to do with how do I make my client feel or sense that he, he has made a breakthrough by working on this with my assistant. Well, and you'll love this and tend for yeah. to everything you just said. It's beautiful. Um, and now what's happening and for the benefit of our listeners as well, you're actually witnessing what Terry likes to call, we like to call the ahas of Quantum Leap. So I walked into a meeting with them last, well, about two weeks ago, and I looked at them and I said, my job isn't to raise, help you raise money. My job is to help you learn to transform your business. Fantastic. So, so I already see myself, and they looked up at me. And they, they were like, the only word that comes to mind is they were like tickled and sort of surprised that I would even say it that way. Now, these two guys are challenged because they have full-time jobs and their business has gone through ownership struggles and you know, there's a lawsuit involved and you know, there's a lot of sort of backstory that is causing disruption and challenge to a flow of a, what you might call a natural fluid business development process. But all of that said, I, I broke through it all and I just said, this is why I'm here. I'm not here to help you raise the next $20,000. Know, that's not what this can be about. It just can't be about that. And I said it sort of like that. So already I'm seeing a transference from the work we do, me as your client, you as my uh, quantum leap catalyst, carrying over. And I think that's what you're talking about. What you'd like to see is the, the, those that you are helping with quantum leap then carry it into those that they are helping. So it's almost a holographic repeating experience for everyone as we go out into the field, into market, right? That's the step. That's what the quantum leap is. A complete change of mindset, taking the focus of me and putting the focus on others and then me or I working with them in order to achieve things that they did not believe was possible previously. So you become a catalyst for them exactly the way that I work with my clients. And so that's my end objective all the time with people especially with people that are in business. So there you are thinking, well, I'm just a single 
person out there. I assist people to raise capital maybe, to, to look for good property deals right. and uh, help them to make the money. But I am the guru that knows how to do that. Now all of a sudden you're saying, I'm going to help them to be able to do that effectively so that they can reproduce that again and again and again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just simply a catalyst in the background who has helped them to get to get that way, to, to go in that direction. That is the objective. Great place to leave it. Thanks again for a beautiful session. Terry Ostroviak, the Quantum Leap Catalyst. The website, www.qlcat.com. Terry, we'll see you again next week. Wonderful, David. Thank you very much. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.